Hey guys, welcome back to our channel and welcome to our first ever Talk Spooky, Spooky to Me Tuesday. <laughs> we are doing two videos a week, guys. Remember, that's two. So for our first video of the week, we will do our extra spooky cases, true crime, paranormal, haunted places, and much more. And then for our second video, we'll be taking you along with us to all of the Halloween events around Orlando and Tampa and others. So make sure you subscribe to us, hit that little notification bell. And get so, pumped. Yeah, guys, this is really exciting. For we sure. have been ready. Yeah. We've been planning this for a long time. For a very long time. Um, so yeah, so you don't want to miss this super fun, super spooky series with us. So yeah. With all that being said, let's jump right into today's case, which has been called by many the real life it case. Um, it's really spooky. And you're going to see why it was the murder of Marlene Warren. So I feel like if you asked a group of people what their fears were, someone is bound to say clowns. Like yeah. with movies like It and Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Terrifier, and there's a lot more. Um, and clowns are really freaky. Like They're creepy. They're super creepy. But with the case of Marlene Warren, it's truly terrifying because this case is 100% real. So Marlene and her husband Michael, they had a son named Joseph and they lived in a really nice neighborhood called the Arrow Club in Palm Beach County, Florida. Um, so it's safe to say they lived a pretty comfortable life. Michael owned and operated a used car lot. They owned a few properties. Fancy and house, lots yeah. of land. So everything, you know, was going good for them, it seemed. But on May 26th of 1990, something bizarre happened. Someone pulled up to the Warren's house, the Warren's house at 11 a.m. in a white Chrysler LeBron. Michael was not home at the time, but Marlene and her son Joseph were. And this person came to the door and Marlene answers it to see someone standing there dressed as a clown. Like the full outfit, they had face paint, the wig, like everything. Straight up dressed like a clown. So you couldn't really tell who the person was. They were completely disguised. Would you, do you think you would have answered the door? Nope. Okay. Nope. Yeah. I was gonna say like, no. right off the bat, like I don't even care. Like I would have been like, oh, yeah, that's a no from me. It's, um, that's so, ugh. But, on the other hand, so the clown was actually holding flowers in a balloon, so, like any other normal person, I feel like you think it's like a candy gram yeah, type yeah. of thing. That's um, so Marlene, that's what probably Marlene was thinking, that it was one of those delivery companies that just happened to have a clown for their deliverer, you know, greeter type of person, but as Marlene was actually taking these gifts from the clown, they shot her right in the face and just walked back to their car and took off. Um, and Joseph, her son, actually ran outside to take a look at the car and got the Megan model, which is really smart. Yeah. Um, one of Marlene's neighbors also heard the gunshot when he happened to be outside with his dog. But Marlene was rushed to the hospital, but unfortunately she didn't make it and died two days later on May 28th. Neighbor Bill Kramer is out walking his dog and remembers a sound. I heard what sounded to me like a nail gun. The former Navy pilot sees a commotion at the back of the home as Joe's friends run for cover. Some very excited young people came running out saying something on the order of, they've shot Joey's mother. My wife said, stay there, I'll call 911. If you're wondering about Marlene's son, Joe, he was actually 20 at the time that she was shot um, and he was in the house. He actually opened up about witnessing her murder. Uh, he said it was the worst day of his life. And before she was shot, he actually heard her, his mom say, oh, how pretty. Like, those were her last words. So sad. 
At first he thought it was just a balloon that had popped, um, but then he realized something was wrong when he saw his mother on the ground. Just so terrifying, I can't imagine. So while beginning their investigation, police began asking friends and family who would want to see Marlene dead and who would want to mur like to have her murdered. Mm -hmm. um, and no one really had a clue as to who or why. According to her friends, her closest friends and the people closest to her, Marlene was a great mom, a great friend. Um, so it was hard for them to understand why this happened. Uh, even more bizarre is that the murderer was dressed up as a clown. It just adds something to to this case. The eeriness like, of it. Yeah. Just like who would want to do that and yeah. in such a just cruel manner like yeah. just with nobody her had son any home, idea with her like, son home it's terrible yeah and just a quick side note too like something even more creepy is that Marlene's parents actually had a weird obsession and always had a thing for clowns so they have clown decorations and pictures all throughout their house they even what they have what they call a circus room in their house here is a set of three clowns. Eerily, Mom Shirley tells us the family always liked clowns. In fact, here's their circus room in their home. Yeah, I kind of look at this one right here and say, hey, things don't turn out all right. I feel, well, he's sad because Marlene was killed. Did you he buy said these after Marlene was killed? I had them even before. Marlene hauntingly painted this one as a young girl. This picture here is a painting of a clown. Marlene uh, painted it when she was a teenager, and I think it's quite a coincidence. And I'll keep it forever, that is for sure. Is this just like a coincidence, or did this person happen to know about Marlene's parents' obsession and just use that to like their advantage in some way yeah either way it's freaking super creepy. creepy yeah it like definitely seems like it was someone who knew her yeah so the police began interviewing marlene's husband michael um and he had an alibi for where he was that during that time mm -hmm. um he was actually with some friends but of course like you always focus on the spouse when it comes to things like this yeah. um it's normal to do that and then like when a murder happens so police began to wonder um if michael had someone kill her mm -hmm. um since he had a pretty strong alibi uh, Marlene's parents even claimed that she had told them that her and Michael were having problems in their marriage and she believed that he was having an affair and she said to her parents, if anything happens to me, Michael did it. Okay, that's, that's so, it for me. Yeah. Like, that's, that's enough. That's enough. And just really? even for someone to like, like you hearing that while that person is still alive, you know, like you, you're going to think the worst. Like, why would this person say that? Yeah. Like, why? But after four days of the shooting, police actually found that white Chrysler in a used car lot. And here's the kicker. This particular car had been reported stolen from Michael's used car lot. Okay, another connection. Yep. <laughs> police searched the car and actually found a brown paper bag in the back seat. And inside of that car, they found, inside of the bag, they found fibers from the clown wig that was used. All of this was obviously a red flag to police. So they started digging deeper into Michael's life and they believed that he was having an affair with a woman named Sheila Keen. And interesting enough, Sheila had her own business where she repossessed cars. And like, you know, the repo woman, if you will, instead of the repo man, if anybody remembers that show. Um, and they actually worked together on some occasions where Sheila would repossess cars for Michael when people weren't making their payments. So again, more connections. Yeah, this is starting to look super suspicious. Really sketchy. For both Michael and Sheila. 
However, Michael and Sheila denied ever having an affair to police. They claimed they were just friends. Um, they just worked together sometimes, but nothing more was going on. Police obviously didn't believe them as soon as they were seen out together a lot. They even traveled together, but both of them claimed it was all for business. Like Michael, Sheila was also married, but many believe Sheila just wanted a better life to live the way Michael and Mar Marlene were living. Um, because as we mentioned, you know, they had money. They were really well they off. Were, yeah, they were very well off. Michael had even paid for an apartment for Sheila and neighbors claimed to see them together all the time. So, so much so they assumed they were married. So obviously they were not just Again, friends. Again, like why would he be paying for her apartment if, if they're nothing. just friends? Like he's doing it out of the goodness of his yeah. heart? Okay. Yeah, right. However, police really didn't have any solid evidence to prove that they were actually having an affair. And there wasn't much evidence to prove either of them were involved in Marlene's murder either. But they did find out that Michael was involved in some other illegal things, including changing the mileage on the cars that he would sell to make them seem wow. like they had less miles, which is so crappy. Sketch. Like, mm-mm. And that way he did that so they could sell better, obviously. Yeah. And he was also involved in racketeering. He was charged with 11 counts of grand theft and 10 counts of petty theft. So in 1994, he was sentenced to nine years in prison but only served three of those years and was released in 1997. So he obviously wasn't the best person no. ever. <laughs> um, but police started putting other pieces together. With Marlene dead, Michael would have complete control over all of their assets, mm -hmm. um, their properties, their businesses. He would get a really good life insurance settlement. Um, so that kind of made sense to them as like a motive yeah. to why he would do it. Police were also able to track down where the clown costume was purchased and the owner of the store said a woman had knocked on the store's door but they were already closed. Um, she said if you could come back tomorrow we can help you but this woman was extremely persistent and they just ended up letting her shop and buy all of the clown items she needed for the costume. Um, Which that in itself is just like why are this you is, so... This happened in May. It's not even yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. You know, why do you like need around Halloween that bad? or... Yeah. Um, but after seeing a picture of Sheila, the store owner said that she looked exactly like the woman who was in her store shopping for that clown costume. Not only that, but employees from Publix also recognized Sheila's picture and said that she purchased flowers and a balloon. Wow. Deborah Alford and Barbara Castriconi, who used to run a costume shop in town, one of only three in Palm Beach County at the time. In the hours leading up to the murder, Deborah recalls a persistent customer who arrives after closing time. So you had a knock at the door? Right. And then what? She said, I need to buy a costume. And I said, can you come back tomorrow? We're closed. And now I really need to get a costume tonight. The urgency understandable if it was Halloween, but it's May, and the customer isn't looking for just any outfit full-on circus clown hair and makeup designed to delight or terrify. A Ruby's clown costume, an Afro clown wig, Bob Kelly clown makeup, and a sponge nose. Deborah offers police a description. I'd say probably around 5'8", brown eyes, long chocolate hair, and jeans, and a men's work shirt. Those two balloons would offer up a small clue, one of them reading, you're the greatest. One of them was an unusual balloon, believe it or not, and it was only sold at one of the public's grocery stores in Palm Beach County. 
Clerks at that same Publix tell police that the same person also bought flowers. So a lot of time went by and nothing new really surfaced with uh, Marlene's case. That is until a reporter decided to take another look at the case and found that Sheila actually got a divorce from her husband in 2000 and remarried. Yep, you guessed it, Michael Warren. Oh, wow. In Las Vegas in one of those quick wedding chapels. So there's obviously something more, you know, than what they said if they got married. Uh, yeah. Um, they ended up moving to Arlington, Virginia, and they bought and owned a restaurant in Kingsport, Tennessee called The Purple Cow. At their restaurant, they were referred to as Debbie and Mike, living a completely new life together. Unbelievable. With new names and everything. Sheila, or, you know, Debbie, as they called her, even dyed her hair blonde. None of their new friends or customers knew anything about their past. So nothing really happened much after that. Um, some time had passed again, but the Palm Beach County Police ended up reopening Marlene's case in 2014. And because they had preserved the evidence so well, they were able to run tests on the wig, fibers that were found in the back of the car. And obviously as technology advances, they were able to, they have new techniques of running different tests. So they were able to determine that Sheila's DNA was on the wig fibers. Not so, surprised. Nope. So on September 27th of 2017, <laughs> Sheila was arrested and was charged with first degree murder and was and the prosecution originally sought for the death penalty but actually in February of this year they decided not to pursue it so so both Sheila and Michael Warren say they are innocent that they had no involvement in Marlene's death um, Marlene's court date was supposed to be May of this year but was postponed because of the pandemic so her new trial date is April 9th 2021 um, and we tried researching to see if they are still trying to connect Michael Warren to the case but there are not really any updates on that I personally definitely think that they did it Absolutely. and that Michael had something to do with it the um, fact that he had an alibi that day yeah. like I don't know it just it just all makes sense and they waited a like there was a period where they waited to get married too so they were trying to space it out you know yeah, give it yeah, some yeah. time to make it seem like you know it would just blow over yeah. they still got married try to start a new life but and the fact that they changed their names like it's literally just, why would you do that if go to innocent? all that trouble yeah no so i'm hoping they find her guilty but um yeah make sure to follow us on instagram because we will update you on the case um we yes. always you know give our little updates there so yeah but it's crazy it's super crazy Make sure you guys follow us on TikTok, yes. on Spotify. We're on there if you just want to give us a listen. We got a blog. It's yeah. Exciting things coming up. So. Yes. And make sure to check out our second video coming out this week, yes. y'all, for the spooky event. All right. That's it for now. We'll see you in our next video, guys. Bye. Bye.